0: Welcome to America's Independent Voice Podcast. Everyone has a story and life experiences that when shared can be a benefit to others. Join us for conversations about the things that affect our families, communities and nation. Hey folks, my name is JC Owens. I am your host. So let's get started with today's conversation. Hey folks, J.C. Owens here. Welcome back to America's Independent Voice Podcast. Today I have two guests with me. I have Robert. Some of you are familiar with Robert. And I have J.J. J.J. is my son. And I love to bring him into podcast because first thing in the morning, he's a little groggy sometimes. I learned a long time ago, some wake up early and some just aren't morning folks. They may wake up, but it doesn't mean they're fully awake (laughs) But it's always fun to have J.J. on the podcast because he brings a lot of light and information to the podcast, which is fun. Today we're going to talk about, I would guess it's called wokeism. And it's a topic that struck me by surprise with Dodge announcing that they are going to discontinue the Challenger and the Charger. Two of my favorite vehicles, I think many people's favorite vehicle. But it's the reason that they're canceling the Challenger and the Charger that gets me. It has nothing to do with whether they're good, viable vehicles, whether they've been selling. You see them everywhere. People love those cars. But they decided that they're going to discontinue making those vehicles because they want to go in the direction of
1: electric cars, which is ludicrous myself. JJ, what do you think about it? I don't see really what... The point behind any of the ideas, I get the electric car thing, but the funny part is, oh, it was a day or so going out, California came out and said that by 2035, they're banning the sale of any new gas cars. And it was either the same day later in the evening or the next day, people that operate the electric good of California came out and said, or they were asking citizens of California to not charge their electric cars, use the AC in their house or any extra accessory electric stuff because the (laughs) electric grid in California is overpowered.
0: Well, the electric grid in California is on the verge of failure from what I've understood for many years. To be frank, our electric grid nationwide is in danger of failure and very vulnerable to attacks of all types. For many years, experts have warned that a terrorist attack could take that power grid down in a second. But it's not really even the threat of a terror attack that I worry about. I worry about the fact that half the time through many storms and just all kinds of things, sometimes just even heat, we see the power grids going down in certain areas. We've had cities that have experienced blackouts. We do not have enough electric power. That's why for more coal-fired plants problem. I believe it's a way for the powers to be to literally shut down America at the blink of an eye. What's your thoughts, Robert?
2: I think JJ had something to say.
1: Go ahead, JJ. Well one of my quick points I was gonna make kind of agreeing with you about the lack of strength that we have and lack of faith that I have in our electrical grid is if you look at what happened in Texas the other year. They had that freak storm over there. And it completely, people were dying in their homes. It was freezing them out and everything. And it's because they had never experienced anything like that. And the electric, good for them, just, it went down. They had no power, nothing. And they had never prepared for it. Exactly. And
0: that brings up even a better point in your cold weather areas. I don't know about you all, but every time spring comes around and I break out the jet skis that operate on battery power, you typically have to replace the batteries. How many times do you walk out after a weather change, go to start your car, your car doesn't work? Because batteries are prone to failure, very susceptible to weather changes. Robert, you live in a place that gets very cold. How many times have you had to replace a battery over the course of a lifetime?
2: For a vehicle? Yeah. Well, I can recall at least three or four times. But I wanted to say something regarding the power grid in California. I lived in Southern California for many years. And I remember, I don't know, decades ago, the government said that we had to turn off our lights at a certain time each night. They would go around, the police would drive around. And if they saw a business with the lights on after a certain time, they would find the deadness. And a lot of companies got in trouble for doing that. Sometimes they left their lights on overnight by accident. And they'd show up the next day with a notice on the door from the police department with a a fine that they had to pay it's crazy it's been going on for decades not only has this stuff been going on for decades but
0: tucker carlson did a show the other night in reference to what it takes to build one of these electric vehicles in preparation for this didn't you compile a list of the components just for a battery
2: yeah he actually provided that list let me see if i can find it here it was amazing. A single battery for an electric car needs at least 30 pounds of lithium, 60 pounds of cobalt, 130 pounds of nickel, 90 pounds of copper, 190 pounds of graphite, and roughly 500 pounds of steel, aluminum, magnesium, plastic, and other materials, all of which are derived from mining. And anybody that's ever seen mining equipment, which I've seen
0: firsthand, I've worked around it back in the day mining equipment is some very powerful stuff you're not going to power mining equipment with electricity you would not be able to produce enough you're talking massive yeah it's all based on diesel power it's based on diesel power which for many years the environmentalists have been screaming about as being unhealthy for the environment but frankly if you look around any place that does mining The surrounding areas are just completely green because plants thrive on that carbon. It's amazing. They're trying to deplete something that actually feeds the plants on the planet, although it is a myth that we get our oxygen from those plants, but the oxygen that plants put off is definitely an important component of our environment. I find that nobody wants to talk about the real topics. What about the slave labor used in China? and many countries for mining. And they got little kids out there doing this mining. What about the health and hazards to the miners that are mining some of this toxic waste? Nobody wants to talk about that.
1: Just to kind of make another quick point, because I was actually having this conversation with my grandma the other day, because she was asking me some questions about the electric cars. The process in which they get rid of electric cars and everything, and it's a problem that they're having everywhere, is that you can't get rid of lithium. And if you've ever seen, you can actually look at pictures on the internet of what a lithium litchfield field looks like, it looks like something out of a movie. It's disgusting. It is these barren landscapes and it is these pools of this glowing yellow, green, looks like something that like you'd see on a apocalypse movie. And when you have these fields and you create these batteries and, and a Tesla, it's eight foot long battery. It's the entire base of the car's battery when those cars are done they can't drive anymore you can't dispose of that battery and so there is these hillsides you know in parts of the countries where they have these yards full of defunct teslas and electric cars that they can't get rid of and it's just killing any sort of life around it because they haven't developed a way to, to get rid of it so if you look at the environmental impact you can look it up online this as well the amount of money you're saving Electric to gas is so minimal. So that's another reason that I don't understand why people are moving in that direction, but then the environmental impact that these cars are having when they're done and gone and people have to get a new one is so much worse than anything that they're doing during the time that they're on the road, that it's a pretty backwards thought process that these electric cars are actually saving the environment in any way. And secondly. Everyone I know that has a Tesla, you know, they're like, oh, it has all these great features. But I've never heard a single person mention being able to have a good road trip in it or get very far. They're always constantly complaining about how often they have to stop at the charging station. 300 miles in where I live, that doesn't even get me to the capital of the state and back. Interestingly
0: that you say that because when we went on our recent trip down to Galveston Island, Texas, we were on the way back and it was about 2 a.m. And I was going through this little small town and surprisingly, one of the fuel stations had a charging station. I see this gal standing there trying to comfort her infant. She's kind of rocking it as she's waiting for the charge to take place. And I went over and I asked her if she was okay because it's the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere. And she said, my husband suggested I take this electric vehicle on our trip down to see my mother in South Texas. She said, there's something wrong with the vehicle. She says, we've been having to charge this every time we find a place with a charger. She says, and the majority of them don't work. She said, this has turned what should have been a long trip to begin with, which was nine hours. She said, we've been at this for almost 20. And she said, I'm not sure how much my baby's gonna withstand. She said, I'm ready to call an Uber and charge my husband. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at her, I said, I think that's a good idea. Somebody's that much of a fool that you're gonna send your wife on your little environmental escapade and risk putting your wife and child in peril. You're an absolute fool. There's so much hypocrisy surrounding all of this, it's ridiculous. I believe it's just another game for many of the Uber wealthy to get even wealthier. Elon Musk, who owns Tesla, or at least created it and the majority stockholder, he doesn't even drive his Tesla the majority of time. You have all these high-powered movie stars that want to tell us we're supposed to drive electric cars. Go out to LA, you don't see all those stars driving electric cars. They're not using electric-powered jets or limousines. It's just a bunch of hypocrisy. I just haven't figured out whether it's all about money or whether it's about control or if it's just absolute stupidity to keep the ants dancing Why the powers that be just rape and pillage and rob the land. If you go to Europe, they have boneyards full of electric cars. And the reason the boneyards, a boneyard, folks, for those of you that don't know what that is, it's a salvage yard. You see them alongside the road when you're driving down the road. You see that. 30 acres of junk cars sitting out there. Well, when you see that in the electric cars in Europe, they just have miles of them, acres and acres of them. And the reason that those cars are all there is because the cost to replace the battery made it
1: not feasible to actually fix the vehicle. That's another point that I I was uh, talking about when I was speaking with my grandma the other day. The cost to replace the battery and the time that it takes to have it done in a Tesla. The article that I was reading about it, I don't know how recent it was or when, but it costs roughly $30,000 in total cost to replace the battery in a Tesla and have the work done to have it done because it's, like I said, the entire bottom of the car, essentially. So it costs almost $30,000. The base Tesla, if you look on the, the website, the lowest end model you can get is sitting at roughly 46000 So for an extra $16,000, you can just have the newest Tesla rather than getting the battery replaced. So that's just another car right to the Bonard, like you said. My point would be that it's just
0: that much more mining and an impact on the environment. You talk about global climate change. First, it was the Al Gore and global warming, and then that was dispelled. And the scientist came out and said that he was A fool just raking in money, creating a scare. It's climate change, which newsflash idiots. Climate change has been taking place for as long as this planet has been around. And if you look at the cycles, it's going to continue to change. We have an evolving planet. We talk about evolution in humans. You want to get real evolution, look at the evolution of the planet. At one time, many areas that are deserts were rainforests, even in our own nation here in the United States. Kansas at one time was a rainforest. Many parts of the country were underwater. They were swamplands, now deserts. We know that climate change is an ever-changing thing. We're not going to stop it because we stop greenhouse emissions. So like I said, there's no sense to it. I find most of the people that are promoting this stuff are the same fools that will jump on any bandwagon. And again, it's the powers that be that will take and create a hot topic. And once they create the hot topic, they basically have this bunch of loyal following that will jump aboard. If They started talking about snorting, dog feces, that it was good for you and help you live longer, there'd be a certain percentage of this country that would be out there cleaning up poo out of their yards, drying it, and snorting it. It's just crazy what people will fall for. Robert, I think you have something to say about that.
2: Oh, wait a minute. No, no. I want to hear your comment on that. Pass. (laughs) Something that Elon Musk uh, said the other day, which I found very interesting, is he was at an energy conference and he said that we need to increase oil and gas output immediately. And it took a lot of people by surprise because he's the pioneer of electric vehicles and increasing oil and gas would actually negatively affect his company, but he's smarter than that. He's an innovator. I mean, he'll come out with something new tomorrow and it may be a trend. It may be something that takes off, but that's what innovators do. That's what entrepreneurs do. But when he said that we need more oil and gas, it's because he understands that we need that in order to survive as a nation, as a people.
1: And that's a really good point, Robert, because I follow Elon Musk very closely. He's one of my favorite people to listen to. I watch as many videos as I can. I just think he's a very interesting person. (laughs) Now, My intelligence level is far from where he's at. So a lot of the stuff that he talks about, I have to do a lot of further research and I don't understand what he's talking about, but he, a while back, there's a a really good video that I, I think everyone should just watch if this is kind of a topic, whether it's environmental stuff or if they're curious about electric cars or just what he does and how he thinks is he did an interview with Leonardo DiCaprio. And they were walking because Elon Musk recently moved Tesla headquarters uh, and the SpaceX headquarters down to Texas because of the issues that he was having with the state of California. And they moved down there. He's got some special name for it. I can't think of it right now. But the the center that they run the headquarters out of there, it's a fully self-sufficient on electricity and everything. And the conversation they were having at a certain point of the video was about how many of those buildings that are self sufficient powering themselves it would take to make the entire world go to green energy or at least the electric grid be based off of green energy and it would take a hundred of those buildings that he's built in texas to turn the entire world green and have them fully sufficient they would take a hundred of them literally exactly a hundred of them around the globe to change How we would be able to function as a entire globe, and then from that point we would be able to utilize gas and oil and things like that, in their respective areas for things that they would be more beneficial for, and then at that point we wouldn't have to worry about the harshness of not only no vehicles and all sorts of other things all being gas based, but that's a really good video. I wish I had the link or the direct name of it. I can find it if anybody's interested in watching it. That is a really good video. I'm always confused when I like Elon Musk. I really like him.
0: I think he's comical. I think he's a guy that became an uber billionaire. He has a lot of fun messing with people too because he's actually rational and he looks at some of the stuff and the hypocrisy out there and he just laughs about it and he makes fools of him. He's open about it. That's why many on the left actually don't like him. They think he's a sellout. They think he's... Right winger, which I'm not in a disagreement with that. He sounds more like he's on the right than he's on the left whenever I hear him. but The thing about it is that there's nothing wrong with the concept of electric vehicles. I like the concept. I think we've always got to look for new innovations that will improve things and change the way we live. We're just not ready for it at this point. And I don't think we'll ever be ready to go fully electric because something has to power that electric. Something has to create the components for the electric. What I really have liked over the years is the concept of hybrid. When you tie fossil fuel, gasoline, diesel, tie that together with electric, I think that you could put out a good product. We could have vehicles that would drive much further instead of getting an average of 400, 500 miles per gallon, which the average vehicle typically does, I think we could get up to 1,000 miles before a fill-up because gas and the electric could complement each other. And I'm all for that. Like I said, I'm all for anything. I like the environment. I think the planet's beautiful. We're building too many houses in scenic areas. I think we should probably figure out ways to slow down the population growth because that's out of control. I think we need to find ways to conserve the good water that we have, because many places in the world don't have good water. I was just looking in Mississippi, they're having a real water problem with contaminated water, and people don't have anything to drink down there. I think we definitely have to take care of the planet. We are the stewards of this planet. I just think we should tell Washington to go take a flying fart and stay out of it, because Washington... And the elitist have been known to be able to screw up iron balls. Most folks in Washington could not find their rear ends with both hands swinging. But these are the fools that are dictating policy. And the only reason they're dictating policy is because they feel they can. And the policies that they dictate to the citizens, we have to live with. California is already a disaster area. It couldn't get much worse out there. But it will. Wait till you have thousands of electric vehicles broken down on the five during rush hour. See how that fares out. Because when your electric vehicle breaks down or your battery dies or whatever happens to your electric vehicle, there's no mechanic coming out to fix it alongside the road, which oftentimes you can do with a gasoline engine. Not so much today as we used to. Back in the day, if my vehicle broke down, I've changed transmissions alongside the road. You know, sometimes you could hit your engine with a hammer or something, blunt object, and for some reason it would start. You're not going to do that with electric vehicles. Try hitting your computer when it's not working. It doesn't work like the toaster used to. But I think we need to explore alternative forms of energy. On a recent trip over to Kansas... I was very impressed to see that the farmers over there have windmills going around circles in the field. They're pumping oil because they got oil rigs right there in the field. And at the same time, they're growing crops. That's being innovative. I think it's being creative. I think it's being smart. But this notion that we're ready to go to all electric vehicles is just ludicrous. I'll stand by that statement. I'll debate anybody on that statement. But we've seen this before. It's nothing new. It's just the newest stage of hypocrisy and craziness coming from the left. And you notice it always comes from the left. You don't ever hear anybody on the right come up with this stupidity. So folks, you choose to do what you want. If you want to drive one of them goofy little electric cars, go at it. But I will tell you, check with your insurance company. Because I was doing some research, and the cost of operating an electric vehicle, not only in maintenance and expense, is off the charts. So anybody telling you it's a more affordable option is nuts. But check your insurance rates, because they say electric vehicles, you're 10 times more prone to suffer a fatality, or not suffer a fatality, die, if you get in an accident in an electric vehicle. The statistics are staggering on it. I don't fall for the propaganda. You see the video where they talk about well, this electric vehicle hit a pole and these it burnt for three hours? Who cares if it burns for an hour or three hours? You're just dead. So you can't really put accidents into the equation. And some folks on the right... I believe, are just as foolish in the way they talk about things. I'm just talking good old common sense. It's more expensive, it's not sustainable, and it's more dangerous for your health and well-being. And the other thing I want to add to that, for everybody that's out there driving your electric vehicles around, we have not yet seen the results of spending continuous hours sitting on top of a battery which cannot be healthy. So we don't even know if there's going to be cancer-causing effects. What happens about 10 years from now when they come out with that report saying, oh, well, we didn't really anticipate this, but now folks are dying because they've been sitting on batteries for a good portion of their day. So there's all kinds of things to consider. If you want to buy an electric car, have at it. I actually think there's potential for the technology but you're not going to force me to drive an all-electric vehicle. I will move to wherever I have to so I can keep driving my gas guzzler. And I do drive a gas guzzler because I believe in surrounding myself with metal. That way, if somebody hits me, the occupants of my vehicle are going to be safe. If you want to drive one of those little puddle jumpers, have at it. Hey, guys, we're coming up on the timeline here. It's been a good podcast. Thank you, JJ. I appreciate you coming in here this morning. Thank you, Robert. You've both brought some great stuff to the table, and that way I'm not sitting here just talking to myself, which oftentimes I do. Y'all have a great day, Robert. Just before we go, final comment. Just give one final comment
2: for the listeners. Anytime you see the government forcing you to do anything, it really comes down to either power, control, or money.
1: Great point. How about you, JJ? I think biggest thing, last thing I'd have to say is do your research, stay educated, and you should probably question everything you hear from somebody that has a fancy title in front of their last name. I
0: agree. I agree. Gentlemen, it's been good talking this morning. Y'all have a great day. And this is JC Owens. And for now, I am out of here. Thank you for joining us at America's Independent Voice. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please take a moment to rate our show. You can find us at americasindependentvoice.com. Until next time, y'all have a great and safe day.